Welcome to the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle Podcast. I'm Alexandra Pecci, Revenue Cycle Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Dr. Yiding Yu, Chief Medical Officer at Olive, which is currently the only artificial intelligence and process automation solution designed specifically for healthcare. Dr. Yu, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So as you probably know, Dr. Yu, Revenue Cycle executives have a lot of thoughts about AI. They're very excited about it on the one hand, but they're also sometimes confused and a little bit skeptical. So I wanna hear from you about Olive and how your technology works, but also what AI is and how it exactly differs from other technology that maybe people confuse with AI. I think it's such a wonderful question and you're absolutely right. Confusion and skepticism is incredibly natural, especially with newer technology. I mean, we we see it probably in our daily lives with um, even vaccine hesitancy right now um, with folks thinking, well, you know, is it too new? Is there something else going on? Um, and when we don't know enough about it or don't have enough firsthand experience, sometimes we often think something nefarious about it. And, and we really have to dispel that myth, but also understand that it's natural. And I often think about, you know, that um, I point out to people that we use artificial intelligence in all aspects of our daily life. You think about how many times you're using your phone to navigate and get you a traffic report, or even uh, looking at the weather, right? So much of our weather predictions are powered by AI and modeling. That's, we would all consider that very natural. We, what would life be without those critical functions in our daily life um, to help us and guide us? And that's really, I think, you know, what the, the power of AI truly is and how we think about it for healthcare as well. You know, a lot of times in the market, people have been talking about AI, but what they've actually done is um, creating things like bots, which I often think is uh, as widgets. And there's nothing wrong with the widget. It does what it does, but it's not anything that you would call smart. It's certainly not intelligent. It's built to do exactly the one job that it was designed to do. And sometimes, you know, companies have gotten away with saying, well, that is AI. But true artificial intelligence needs to adapt. It connects across multiple uh, multiple nodes and networks. It brings information that you might not have access to. So example, going back with, if you think about Google Maps, right? You might see what's on the ground at your current uh, traffic area, but you don't know what's going down five miles, but other users and other technologies are able to send that back to you. So you have more information, decisions at your fingertips to take the best route to your destination. And that's really how AI should be designed and how we're thinking about AI at Olive. We think about our AI as an enterprise AI platform. And that means that we're not thinking about just creating, you know, simple tools um, or feeling as just a vendor that you might plug in one place and, and leave. We are looking to transform and help organizations transform entire revenue cycles, supply chain, clinical workflows. Think about you know, how you might rely on other enterprise solutions, you know, whether that's your EMR or that's you know, a uh, Microsoft Enterprise. It is a, a, a solution set that provides tools across your entire operations. And that's how Olive is designed and, and fundamentally quite different to some you know, other companies out there that might have you know, design more point-based solutions or more direct solutions. The other very unique aspect, I'd say the second critical aspect of Olive is that we believe in building the internet of healthcare. We, we think about 
um, all of the ways that healthcare is siloed today, which is, you know, your information and your EMR, it's difficult to send to another. You know, we've, we've made some progress with interoperability and exchanges, but fundamentally when you, you know, if one health system built an automation or um, a platform that works beautifully for their revenue cycle, how is it benefiting for the rest of the world? And that's how we think fundamentally differently. At Olive, if we build, um, for example, a claim statusing uh, solution, we support currently over 700 hospitals. Any single hospital would benefit from a change that another hospital uh, would encounter. And so a concrete example of that would be if you are in Florida and we've updated all of our claim statusing for uh, Florida Blue, then if you are a hospital in Michigan and you have a snowbird who is seeing you that summer and they have Florida Blue, even though you might never have built automations or tools for Florida Blue because it's an out-of-state payer, because you have Olive, we're giving you access to that entire network of information. And so that's what we're uh, doing to create the internet of healthcare. And we do that not across, not only across provider organizations, but also across payers as well. And then the last thing is, I think you know, philosophically at Olive, we we think about being partners in value creation. So, you know, all of our contracts, we don't charge, we're not charging you implementation fees, we're not charging you, you know, service fees, it's not like a consulting engagement. And um, we are AI as a service. And so you your your subscription to Olive means that we support you from day one to the life of our partnership with you. And our pricing is based on value. So we have something called PI, which stands for perpetual impact. And it means that we're only paid when we deliver value to you. And so make sure that our relationship is fully aligned with our partners and that it's not just, you know, we charge you something and we cut and bail and you have to pay for us again when you want us to update it. We're always with you. Um, and when you win, we win. You touched on this a little already, but in being specifically designed for healthcare, what does that mean and why why is that important? You know, I think being specifically designed for healthcare means for Olive that we started from the ground up with our infrastructure being, first of all, incredibly secure and focused on privacy. We, we knew we had to design for HIPAA from day one. Um, we have our SOC 2 type 2 certification. We're on our way to get our high trust uh, certification. And I think that is really important, especially in healthcare, that we didn't have to um, re-engineer or um, somehow mod modulate our platform for HIPAA. We were built initially for it. And so it means how we, even when you think about artificial intelligence, it requires a great deal of data and de-identification. And for a lot of companies, they might have wonderful technology, but because they weren't designed for healthcare, it's actually difficult for them to handle all that patient-sensitive information. That architecture is at the core of what we've built. And so uh, it means that uh, our partners have a peace of mind when they work with us that we know that we're going to protect and take their security and privacy uh, um, with the utmost importance. And then I would I would also say that you know when you're designed for healthcare, it means that you know all of our teams are um, with people who have worked either in health system directly, in health insurance companies, have worked for healthcare technology companies. I, I used to be chief innovation engineer for a $2 billion health system in Boston. And I was always annoyed whenever I would engage with a vendor and they'd bring in their team. And it was so obvious that no one had ever 
worked at a hospital, worked for a hospital before. Um, you know, I, I want to work with partners that know how I work, know the constraints that I work in, and being designed for healthcare means that Olive brings that at its, its part, core of our culture to be able to understand our healthcare customers. Can you talk to us a little bit about AI's role in streamlining administrative tasks at hospitals and how specifically that can impact the revenue cycle? Absolutely. I and mean, when we think about revenue cycle, it is an incredibly important function at a health system. It's also so time consuming and labor intensive and we all know that we want to be more efficient we we as you know as physicians as healthcare leaders want to make it more efficient so that more of our dollars goes towards patient care and healthy patients rather than overhead costs right so there's been so much work at olive to help our hospitals do that which is to free up their clinical staff free up their um their administrative levels and really focus those teams on patient care. And so we actually have an entire suite of solutions just for revenue cycle from eligibility to denials actioning, claim statuses, to benefit discovery, um, to prior authorizations. And in all of those, the, the view is how can we have humans work items by exception. So anything that is simple, that is easily automated, that we can easily predict and actually do for you, um, the AI is handling. And we're, we're getting all the way to the part, point where we just launched all of Assures, which is our platform that will actually guarantee payments so that as a health system, you are paid the moment you deliver care. Uh, and not have to worry about all that claims, remittance, and fighting with the health insurance companies. The power of AI is that when we deploy in a system, we can be so confident that a health system's revenue cycle will be reimbursed. Uh, we've, we're so confident automating and be able to predict the outcome that Olive is beginning to assure payment so that you, know, you can accelerate your own uh, cash flow, but more importantly, have the confidence uh, and knowing that you have an insurance policy where you won't lose money. And uh, so I, I think you know, there, it goes from all the way from simple automations to full on uh, AI, like all of Assures, um, to take on something like Revenue Cycle. Can you provide some specific examples of AI being successfully deployed in the Revenue Cycle? What revenue cycle functions is it used with? How is it used? And what kinds of improvements have clients seen? I love this question because absolutely we need to get concrete. So let's let's get concrete. One of our most successful deployments uh, is our end-to-end -end authorization suite. So this is for prior authorizations. And if you are you know, in a hospital revenue cycle, you might have centralized this and might be decentralized at your physician offices. It might be a combination of all of the above. And we've created an end-to-end -end platform. You know, as I mentioned, we're an enterprise AI suite that supports all of those capabilities, whether you're a hospital pre-cert team or you're, you're a, a nurse at a physician's office. Our prior authorization suite essentially plugs into and connects seamlessly to uh, uh, your EMR. We support all the top dozen uh, of the major EMRs so that we automatically act the moment an order is placed. So imagine that a clinician sees a patient in the room, you know, the, uh, she thinks that uh, the patient is going to need surgery and orders that surgery. Well, the moment that order is placed, 
Olive goes into action. We check if a prior authorization is needed against the insurance. And when we write that back into uh, your EMR, if a prior auth isn't necessary, we can close it out right there and then in the EMR. But if it is necessary, then we'll actually pull through medical necessity criteria for over 40,000 health plans um, so that uh, we know exactly what's required. We'll actually screen through 13 to 18 months of clinical documents in the medical record that is looking for uh, the relevant clinical documents and then putting it all together so that when your staff does submit to uh, the payer, Everything was pre-done for you. You know, all the rules were looked up, all the clinical documents were pre-packaged for you. All you have to do is send it over. We'll even, you know, complete that process. For many payers, we have direct connections uh, with payers, so we can actually send it over. Um, and then even after a prior authorization is submitted, we can then check the payer as websites for the statuses and retrieve that and give you the authorization information directly back into EMR. And so when you think about something like that, right, the only interventions that a human would need to, to work are the exceptions. It's really an exception-based workflow. We're automating all of the work. We're also augmenting the human for the work that they would normally have to do with those clinical documents review and the natural language processing. We're making it easier for that person not to have to, you know, delve into those complex policies. And the outcome of this is really substantial. So if you look at, um, I'd say, throughput for the average prior authorization, it takes anywhere on average 10 to 15 days for prior authorization from the day it is ordered by the physician to when it is finally approved. We've been able to accelerate that by over eight days. And that means that for a health system, that patient is able to get care more than a week faster than what they were able to do before. And also, if you have a last minute opening in your OR or in your MRI machine, you're able to accommodate these patients faster. Whereas before, if it took you 10 to 15 days to get that authorization, a last minute opening might be bypassed and unused. And it's another you know, example of healthcare waste. And so by accelerating care by over 80%, uh, we've raised revenue. So organizations have done this, have been able to see an increase in top line revenue. We had a hospital that for every, uh, for their single hospital location, uh, raised revenue by $3 million in a year. And we're also able to reduce downstream challenges like write-offs uh, that happen because, you know, small things get mistaken and humans might make a mistake here and there. The beauty of AI is it's all automated, there are no errors, and so we consistently show across our customers a write-off reduction of 35%. When you think about in revenue cycle, prior authorization-related write-offs account for about a third of all the health system write-offs. It's a substantial ROI to get this to get this right, not only for your patients, but for your uh, for your the health of your health system. You alluded to this already when you talked about employees working the exceptions, but can you talk more about how deploying AI can actually affect the revenue cycle workforce? It absolutely can. I think it, you know, there's there's a natural view that sometimes that AI is seen as a threat um, of to people's jobs, but I would argue that no one went into revenue cycle hoping to just be on hold with a health insurance company, right? That, that's not a, a good use of anybody's time and certainly not something that they consider fulfilling. 
And so what so much of we've been able to do is to say, let me take the busy work out of it. Let me take the mindless um, uh, and kind of uh, inane complexity out of it so that if you ever do need to get on the phone, you have every resource available because you know all have supported you too. But most importantly, we're getting you off the phone and you don't need to handle it. And so for many of our organizations, we, you know, we generally see that um, for a given organization, just to use prior auth as an example, they're able to basically increase productivity by about 25% on average. And what that means is that either they were able to reallocate some of their staff to other members. So we had one organization that had uh, team members doing prior authorizations. What they realized was that they didn't need all these people to call payers anymore. So they put that same team onto patient access and patient intake. And so they were more patient focused. And that was a huge win for them. Um, just even being able to reduce a lot of the mindless tasks that the staff were working meant that the quality and job satisfaction increased for their team. And I think the last thing I'll, I'll end with is that the beauty of technology means enabling people to work from anywhere. And so we really saw that push to the limits during the COVID pandemic in 2020 in particular, when everybody had to send, especially revenue cycle employees home. And the question was, how could you still make everybody incredibly efficient while they're working from home and don't have the normal phone trees and fax lines and, and everything you know, that they would have at the desktops? Well, it actually worked. Um, you know, if you're able to have a central technology that facilitates so much of the work for your users, and your users are really, you know, really working at the top of the license, they can work from anywhere. You can facilitate a remote workforce. So I think it's part of the formula for a truly um, fulfilling, uh, you know, job in the future is to be augmented by AI um, and to let, uh, to partner with AI. That's certainly how we think about it at Olive. You said you have direct connections with payers. What do you mean? And can you tell us a little bit more about that? We work to connect directly with payers, um, sometimes directly through proprietary connections, other times through you know, direct industry standard connections, 270, 271s, 278s, 275s. We also have one of the only DaVinci Fire uh, projects going on with uh, payers to do you know, new automations of prior authorizations. And so we're using all of the above ways to connect directly with payers. But I think where we're really pushing the envelope is bringing payers and providers closer together. So, you know, any clearinghouse, we're not a clearinghouse today, but any clearinghouse can make a connection, but it's still a very frustrating transaction at times. What we've done is say, not only do we want to send the information, but how can we make it really actionable and impactful? So, for example, um, with Florida Blue, uh, we've been able to enable point of care authorizations for their patients. So if you're seeking an orthopedic surgery, if you're out there, um, that surgeon uh, can sit in the room with the patient, consult, them, consult with them about their knee surgery, and then immediately get an instant authorization written straight into their EMR because of Olive. And we're doing it because our ability to screen the clinical information in the EMR and provide an AI clinical review. Florida Blue is trusting Olive's 
uh, AI to make those decisions that normally a nurse would manually review. And so instead of having to call or fax or manually answer questions on a portal, Florida Blue says, let's bypass all of this. Let's not have anybody wait for care. And if it should be approved, if it's medically necessary, that patient should walk out of that clinic visit knowing that their surgery is going to be covered. That's what we've been able to achieve when you really bridge and create what we think is the Internet of Healthcare. And we're looking to do even more partnerships like that with payers across the country, really saying, how can we obsolete the old way of doing this and make a transformative experience for our patients and members? Finally, Connected Healthcare has made just huge strides out of necessity in 2020, especially in the area of telemedicine. How does AI fit into that landscape? You know, I think that connected healthcare is just going to be a, a huge boom um, in the next couple of years. We, I think it's going to be driven by consumerism and what our patients demand of us. Olive is looking to support that and make sure that all of our, uh, all of those solutions play and contribute to the rest of the ecosystem. So part of our enterprise AI strategy, for example, is connecting health systems with the world of connected healthcare. And so one of our platforms is Olive Helps. Olive Helps, you can think of as, a, as an AI sidekick. It provides you those whispers. It provides you with a kind of like an Iron Man Jarvis type feel, right? Where you're doing your work, but you might want advice or help or an easy connection. And so we've created an entire ecosystem of applications and you can connect directly on it. Developing on Olive Helps is completely free. So if you're a payer or your health system or you're a startup or a company, you can develop directly on the platform. And so you think about connected devices where you know, everybody's thinking about how am I supposed to connect to every EMR? It's, it's certainly a lot of lift. You can directly connect to Olive Helps and anytime our platform is on the computer of a, of a provider organization, your connected devices would be able to be able to, um, they'd be able to uh, send information directly to that provider. One of the coolest uh, launches recently was with ASUS, the computer giant. They've launched uh, a tool that enables coding. And so the moment you know, they join the Olive Helps platform, we're able to push out and help distribute that technology and make it available to over 700 hospitals in our network. Um, and so we're really excited and it's, it's out there in the public. So anybody can download it, they can download the LDK, you can develop on it, and it's another platform uh, that we have released to make sure that we're a solution for our, you know, healthcare partners um, and bringing additional solutions, even when it's outside of Olive. Dr. Yu, thank you so much for talking with me today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. And thanks also to our listeners for joining us. Until next time, keep taking care of patients and each other.